Hello, Linda. Thanks for coming on to uh, My Story Podcast. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Good. All right. So before we uh, talk about what happened to Justin, I want to talk about um, the beginning. So you adopted Justin, correct? That's correct. I had adopted him at birth um, from a teenager who we adopted years before. And um, I got served divorce papers the day after I got the adoption papers. And I have two other older children and they are 30. They were 12 and 13 years older than Justin. So I pretty much, when he was starting kindergarten, they were getting out of high school. And so I pretty much raised Justin by myself. So what made you want to adopt? Um, I mean, was it your, both of you and your husband's idea or your, um, were you married or, well, I mean, obviously you were married, but. Yeah. Um, I was married and um, the teenage girl came to us and said that she had um, gotten pregnant and she wanted to abort the baby. And then she wanted to just leave the baby on a doorstep. And I had talked her out of that and had said, if you're going to bring the, take the baby anywhere to take it to me. So she did. So what was it like uh, growing up with uh, Justin? I mean, how was he? And, and um, what was this? What was, did he play football? What did he do? Oh, he, he was in every sports. He played football, tennis, um, soccer. Um, he was in running, um, and he did skateboarding, rode his bikes. He, he was very athletic and he was little, but he was always the fastest one. Like even in third grade, when he was running around the school, for a reindeer run, he always came in first, no matter what he did. Um, he played tennis the first year. He became the city champion. Um, just whatever he did, he was real good at it. So was it hard on Justin growing up without a dad? I mean, you know, cause you know, being adopted, I mean, how, when did you, did you ever tell him that he was adopted? Some people don't. Um, well, my ex-husband and I had talked about telling him, but um, my ex-husband decided to tell him over the phone one day without me being home, and he was 12 years old. And since that time, Justin struggled a lot without having a dad in his life. He had an older brother. Um, my parents live up in New York. He went to see my dad and my brother every year in the summer to go hunting and fishing with them. But he really didn't have many males in his life. Um, he ended up, a friend of mine, Neil, he ended up taking Justin under his wing. He's an auto mechanic. And about when Justin was 12 years old, about the time he got told that he was adopted, um, Neil had him come over to his house every day after school. And he had him work in his um in his garage with cars and he learned from a real young age how to work on cars and how to repair them and by the time he was a senior he knew how to you know put in new transmissions and do all kinds of stuff he um neil was a real good influence on him he was a real good friend and he actually calls justin his adopted son <laughs> so um uh, so did so, I mean, how did that conversation, you know, with, to that, with, uh, Justin and, um, you know, why did he tell him that he was adopted? I mean, was he starting to question that, you know, he was adopted or. 
No, um, Justin had issues with going over to my ex-husband, his um, his new wife. They really treated Justin poorly. And um, my ex-husband had told Justin, if you ever don't want to come over here, just let me know. So he had called Justin to see if he wanted to come over for that weekend. And he said he didn't want to because of how he gets treated over there. And then my ex-husband had told him, well, Pam isn't your real, well, Pam loves you just as much as I do, and I'm not your real dad. And oh, okay. so that's kind of how he found out. It, Justin had no clue. He was never, he had no clue. I mean, so after that, Justin had, I had a, got him in counseling and stuff, and he had issues with being... So it- you know, his biological mom didn't want him. His biological dad didn't want him. And now, you know, he didn't feel connected with his, you know, adopted dad. And he just kind well, of, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's what I, I you know, I, see, I hear the same thing a lot with a lot of people um, that are adopted is um, a lot of times they don't, they don't tell them um, because that's, what I was been always told is once is when people adopt somebody, right? Uh, definitely when they're that young or they're a baby or whatever, you know, you're always considered their mom or they're, you're always considered dad because they never met their mom or dad. So, right. um, you know, a lot of people don't really end up telling them. And then sometimes they uh, don't tell them until they're like they're 20 or 30 until they, you know, until they figure it out. So, I mean, that's not, you know, uh, or unordinary for people to do that. Uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure that really did, um, have a toll on him for a while. Yes, it did. Um, father's day was always his worst day. Um, he hated father's day and people when he was younger, um, right, right about when he found out and stuff. And he had told some of his friends, people would say, you don't have a dad, you know, and it really hurt him. So, now let's let's talk about how so Justin want, always talked about being in the army, correct? Yes. Or like or you always play with army toys and all that stuff. Oh yeah, when he was about four years old, he was just talking. He was, talked a lot, and he always talked about wanting to go in the army. Ever since he was about four or five, um, he talked about riding motorcycles and getting a big truck. <laughs> Those are the three so- things he always talked about. So what was Justin's uh, MOS in the military? Um, infantry, uh, special ammunitions. I think it was special ammunitions. Okay. So where did, it, uh, what base was he at? Was he at Fort Hood? Um, he was at Fort Hood, yes. He was at Fort Hood. Uh, was he part of, was he CAV then, I guess I would take it? Yes. He yes. was a CAV. Um, did, he, uh, did he end up doing uh, any rotations to Europe? Um, yes, he went to Germany and he went to, um, South Korea. Well, the reason I, I bring that up is, uh, I used to be in one, a Cav, And, um, uh, so, um, I don't, I don't know, remember if I ever saw Justin or not, but, um, maybe, maybe I did at one point, um, cause I was part of one, a Cav. We went over to Europe, many, uh, went over Europe twice. Um, but over there, I know. Uh, those guys are always running around. They always go in graphic beer. They, they do a lot of training. So I know 
I know he did a lot of training over there when he was there. Yes. Um, so now let's get talked to the part. Um, he was, he was leaving the army and then he, so he was getting out, correct? Um, correct. He had, um, put in almost his four years and he was going to get out like August 6th, I think. And, um, he came back early from Germany, um, because he was going to have to start processing papers to get out. And he had just come home and was home 10 days. And then he got in an accident. Um, he hadn't been home in nine months and he came home and was wanting to see his friends and go out with his friends. And, um, he went out with some friends that Thursday night and he met up someplace down the street and then they all came back to my house and then Justin talked um, three of the other or two of the other boys to go with him and one of them was going to be the designated driver to drive and go out um, because a couple girls were had been calling Justin to go out. So Justin's like, let's go out and meet them up. So they ended up leaving, which I didn't realize that they had left. I was in bed because I think it was about 1130 or so when they came home and then left. And um, they were almost home. And the driver, he had been drinking, which normally he doesn't. But he also had been up working all day and everything. Um, and what happened was he was going down the street. and he was, um, he fell asleep and when he woke up, he was on the other side of the road. And so he immediately just cut over to go on the correct side of the road. And when he did, there was a car there that he hit and they rolled over several times and the driver survived. He lost his arm, but Justin and another friend, um, Osvaldo flew out of the car cause they weren't buckled up and, they both died instantly. So how did you find out? Did they, um, did the officer, um, come to your house then or? Yeah. Um, I was getting ready for work Friday morning and about, I don't know, six o'clock or so. And I was sitting at the kitchen table that I can see the front door and an officer came up to the door and asked who I was and asked if Justin was my son. And I said, yes. And he said he had to come in and talk to me. And I said, well, I can talk to you right here. And he says, no, I need to come in. And when he came in, he had just said, um, he said, your son's dead. And I had said, no, he's not because his truck was out in the driveway. And um, I went in his room but he wasn't there. So that's, he was dead. So, you know, in my, you know, my life, you know, the reason why, why, um, how do I put this is years ago, I lost my brother. Um, mm. but it's nothing like losing your, you know, a son or a daughter. Right. And, um, you know, I remember telling my, my, I had to go tell my mom, you know, you know, cause we were at the hospital with our, with our son. And that's when the sheriff came and told my brother would die in a car accident. And, um, it takes a while, uh, to, 
to come to grips with what, what happened. Um, some people, you know, they break down some people they're in shock and some people it doesn't really affect them until later. Um, so how did you handle it going on to the days after and the weeks and the months and so forth? Well, I, um, I kind of was living in a fog for probably over a year. Um, I had a hard time making decisions. I cried probably the first three months. I cried almost constantly. I didn't um, actually leave the house for three months. I couldn't barely get up out of bed. Um, I didn't feel like making any decisions or I know I couldn't make any decisions. I was just so numb and so overwhelmed with the loss. Um, I really had a hard time functioning. Did, um, did your family have to step in a lot and help you out? Or I mean, how did, how did the family help you out? Um, my son and his family and my daughter and her family came in, moved, kind of pretty much came in and they lived with me for the first two and a half weeks. Um, my daughter stepped in, um, and kind of helped do the funeral arrangements. I kind of made some decisions and stuff, but she made the phone calls. Um, she, I'm a member of the Patriot Guard Riders. She, you know, contacted the Patriot Guard Riders to also be there at Justin's funeral. Um, I called a friend to help me find a, um, a group of people that are, that, do it for free where they take people that have passed that are veterans um, on their last motorcycle ride. They have a motorcycle with um, a sidecar, like a side, not a car, but a side trailer. And then they put the coffin on that and they drive to the cemetery on that. And I had called my girlfriend. I'd seen that one time on a mission and I, wanted Justin to have one more last ride because he loved his motorcycles. So um, how long has it, how long has it been now since, uh, since his accident? It's been three years and I'm just getting to the point of, um, I really am not the same person I was before and I've had to recreate me in my mm -hmm. life without Justin in it. And it's been really hard. I still have all his stuff in his room that I have not gone through. I just can't, I can't bring myself to go through it. They brought the bags from Fort Hood with all his stuff in it and I put it in his room and I kind of covered it up because I still am not able to go through all that stuff. It, um, he was my life. Um, he, was a fun person. He did pranks. He, um, he was active and doing things. He loved going camping and fishing. We went camping and fishing a lot with him and his friends. Um, he already had a job. He already planned on going to school, um, to be a lineman. He had a job at a, um, a trucking company to work on the engines and stuff there. He, um, he had plans. He was going to live with me till he got out of school. And then he had plans with another friend to move in with him. Um, well, not move in with them. The both of them were going to get a uh, house together. Um, Justin had a lot of plans. And, I mean, he talked about being a father. He was a great 
uncle to the two nieces that were already born. Um, or actually there was three nieces and he was active in their life and showed up, you know, for events and birthdays and always bought them things and the kids loved him. So um, after all these years, you know, well, not all these years, I guess, you know, over the years have, do, are you mad? Um, or were you just think it's just an accident? Um, you know, cause the person that was driving, you know, you know, you said you might have been drinking or whatever. I mean, are you mad at the driver? Are you just mad at the situation? Um, um, I actually never really got mad. I was really, really sad that Justin was gone. And I guess through my life, God had built my faith up um, to where Hammy, the boy that was the driver, he was um, Justin's best friend. He lived over here a lot. If Justin was home, he was over here. Um, they loved each other. And I know Hammy living with the fact that he was driving and killed two of his best friends. I can't imagine how hard that is. I ended up where I wasn't mad. I actually supported Hammy and encouraged him because he was suicidal and stuff. I actually encouraged him and helped him to try to get the minimum sentencing. Um, I told him I was here for him and, um, it, I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> I mean, so, so how I, many, how many years did he, did he end up getting for, was, I, was that for manslaughter? I suppose. Yes. He ended up, um, getting, I think four years probation and he served, I think a year and a half in prison. He? So he's out, he's out now, but he still is on, um, parole for another year and a half. Well, I mean, stuff like this happens all the time. You know, it had, you know, a car accidents, you know, like, um, I can have, I I'll never know what it's like. Um, and I hope I never know what it's like to, um, lose a son or a daughter, you know, I have kids and stuff like that. And that has to be horrific. Um, but you know, uh, I can say, you know, by losing my brother that I can help with you is, is, is that you just, um, you remember the good times. You know, you have to remember, you have to remember the good times and that's all you can remember. Um, I, I know that stuff's horrific. Um, you know, uh, being just wake, you know, waking up and then going downstairs and being told something like that when you just saw him, you know, just about hours yeah. ago or a few hours ago. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, you're not alone. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that go through this type of thing. Um, yes. But is there, if there's anybody out there that's going through it now, is there any advice you can give them as in, um, you know, uh, maybe who you can talk to or, or what, what, what helped you to get to where you are now? Um, what helped me was my family and my friends. I have gone to a grief support group that was specifically for people that have lost children because I think the grief a mom goes through is different than any other loss. Um, every loss is hard, but I think that's especially hard for a mom to lose her child. Um, I reached out to some friends for help 
and there were some friends I didn't even know what I wanted, but just for them to come over, a lot of people brought dinners for a while because I didn't even feel like cooking or anything. And I have a husband that's disabled. So if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. So it helped to have right. friends come over and um, to help and just support. Um, I prayed a lot. I, I have I, I've learned how to kind of talk myself out of when I get into being really sad and thinking about his accident and just concentrating on him not being here. I have to talk myself into remembering the good times and um, being thankful. And I am very thankful for the years I had with him. He was such a good kid. Um, such a good son and it meant so much too for his platoon buddies and stuff um, four of them got tattoos and showed me the tattoos that they had with Justin's name on it um, several of them told me stories and sent me pictures of how much Justin meant to him um, also what's helped is Justin had several friends here in the area that now they they always hung out here all the time, but Justin meant so much to them. They're here for me. I mean, I know a guy that I can go to if my tire, if I need new tires, um, they call me sometimes and we'll go out to lunch. Um, them sharing stories helps, you know, they sent me videos of when he was pranking things up in Germany and South Korea and things he would do up there. And, it means a lot to me to know how much he meant to other people and how many lives he touched. Um, I've had to learn, I mean, how to live without him. And it's tough because we had future plans together. I mean, he was, you know, going to be married and going to have kids and going to move into a house. I mean, he had, he had worked through so many issues and just had grown up and gotten to the point where he could enjoy life. And, um, he was gone. Um, I, I don't know. There's well, so many things I've had to go to process. It's hard to put sometimes in words, everything you go through. Well, all I can tell you is that, uh, you know, the pain doesn't go away, but it helps in time. And, um, that's all I can help you. And you can, you know, you just, you, um, I remember, you know, my mom, uh, the, one of the big things that she had to do, uh, she relied heavily on her family and, uh, you know, that's what you were just talking about, you know, just a few minutes ago, um, was relying on yours. Um, and then you just, you kind of just, um, remember the good times and, uh, unfortunately things happen and, you know, you can't, it's out of your control. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's kind of rough, uh, to see your, your son, you know, rise like that. And then something like that happens. Um, and it's, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, I have a lot of interviews coming up, you know, where people have lost, uh, like their babies and, and all that. And, um, those, those, that's why I, you know, one of the things that I made this podcast is to bring average people and show that everybody, average people have problems and, and things have happened in their life. 
And I'm so I'm glad you came onto the show. Um, tell me about Justin. Um, I really appreciate I, I, that. I um, thought of two more things I wanted okay. to say. Um, one is what really helped me is my son had a little boy uh, about a year after Justin was um, Justin died, and they needed a sitter once a week so she could go back to work part time, and that really helped me. Um, I was able to get out of my the house and go over there, and nothing's better than hugging a newborn baby, <laughs> and oh, yeah, um, that helped a lot. Um, also, I just would like to tell people that if anyone tells you to get over it, that don't listen to them because you don't ever get over it. You learn to carry on through the loss and you never forget them. And you never, like you said, the pain, the pain is just as bad today as it was, you know, three years ago. But everyone has their own grief table that they go through they each have their own way of grieving um and sometimes what's helped me is i found a group of moms in the area um called hope dawning and just we get together like once a month and do activities together and just talking to other people that have been in similar circumstances is you don't really have to explain things they know where you're coming from. And also it gives you somebody to call that does understand when you're having a really bad day. And that's helped a lot. Um, well, Linda, I appreciate you coming on and um, tell me your story. Um, and uh, I'll follow up on you and, and see how you're doing as time goes on. Um, but, you know, I hope everything gets better. As time goes on, it gets better. Um, but, um, you know, it's just, just unfortunate circumstances. I, I see, you know, and I do try to honor Justin and his life to where I try to do things where he's remembered and we always celebrate his birthday still. And because we are thankful that he was born. That's right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Linda. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.